We just passed what probably was the greatest anniversary of his life and another anniversary that at one point got very, very scary. As a matter of fact, they called it the Good Friday Massacre. And since we're going to be talking to him, we'll bring up something that he probably doesn't want to talk about, or maybe he does, and he'll get very animated the way he did back in the day. It's a sick podcast. I'm Marinero, and today I bring in Le Tigre, Michel Bergeron. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. The Sickest Montreal Canadiens Podcast. Now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Sports entertainment like no other. Brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Intense by nature. And Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. Marinero, the sick podcast brought to you by 8.6 Beer, Intense by Nature, the beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark. And of course, brought to you by Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you go back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. I've been many, many times. I absolutely love it. And I love this guy. Back in the day, I loved him a lot less. Today, I love him a lot more. It's a pleasure to be joined by Le Tigre, Michel Bergeron. Le Tigre, how are you? Hey, very good, Tony. If you didn't like me, you you should take a number <laughs> because you were not the the only one in Quebec yeah. who didn't like me uh, in that rivalry between uh, Quebec, the Nordic, and the Canadian. It was uh, it was uh, forty years ago, but great years for me yeah. and for my team. Michelle, back in the late 80s, I grew to love you. Do you know why? <laughs> because I was in New York, probably. Hold on. Yeah, exactly. I'll give you, give me a second. Because you gave a second chance to my idol. Yeah. What he does. Yeah, Guy Lafleur came back after four years of retirement. Yeah. Guy called me in New York and <clears throat> he wanted to come back. And I was surprised and uh, I was so happy, glad to meet uh, Guy Lafleur, not only as a hockey player, as a person. And uh, now we're, uh, we became uh, great friends after uh, the year in New York and the year in Quebec when he came back with the Nordics at the end of the, his career. Yeah, and the two goals that he scored for the New York Rangers... With you watching, I'll never forget that moment. Uh, two goals at the Montreal Forum. It was amazing, huh? Yeah, it was. It was a, a great, uh, a great game, a great day. Uh, he scored two goals, but you know, Tony, we we've lost the we've lost the game. And I remember Pat Burns uh, was in, was really mad after the the second period. Then he he gave it to the players, and they came back. And I remember one thing. My first goalie was John Van Beesbrook, yeah. and that he was hurt, so I I couldn't I could play a, a Beezer. So Bob Froze was in the net. Uh, he, he didn't have his best game, and uh, we've lost the game. But he scored, so that the fans were just happy 
Yeah. He scored two goals, and Kenny, the Kenny's in the one game. But, Michelle, the I'm going to tell you once again, the early retirement of Guy Lafleur. You know, I was born in 72. I missed the, the best years for the Canadians in the flower of 76, 77, 78. But believe me when I tell you, I was six and a half years old. And when he scored versus the Bruins in game seven in 1979, oh. my father screamed so loud that it marked my youth. And I remember that moment. And I became a Lafleur fan. I remember he did an album on how to take shots and one-timers and score on breakaways, and I bought the album. I used to listen to it all the time. I had his shirt. When he retired in 1984, his early retirement, I can tell, or 85, I could tell how much pain he was in. He didn't want to do it, but he did. And you gave him that second chance. Yeah. You and Phil Esposito did. Yeah, and right. I agree, Tony. The, the, the thing is, uh, after four, year, four years of retirement, Guy came back. And I was lucky to coach Guy Lafleur and Marcel Dion. And both of them told me how they would like to play for me at, at their prime, at the age of 26, 27. They were both at 35 years old. So they, they were at the end of their career. But what a great players they, they were. And Guy Lafleur in yeah. Montreal, we can say... Uh, we can say so many good things about the player and the man. So he became a great friend of mine. Yeah, uh, I can tell you. Hey, listen, um, I'm so happy to be doing this today with you because my wife, you're one of her favorites, okay? She, <laughs> finds, she finds you like a teddy bear, she told me, okay? I want you to know that, okay? Okay. <laughs> but um, I, I got you on today for several reasons. We just passed a very important anniversary for you. It was back on the 13th of April, 1982, in the playoffs between the Canadians and the Nordiques. It was a best of five series. It was game five. The score was tied at two, and you went to overtime. Now, the Canadians traditionally, in their history, they won a lot of big overtime games in the playoffs. Tell me how you felt going into that overtime. I'm sure you remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was like yesterday, <clears throat> since uh, 8 o'clock this morning, I keep telling the, 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 the story. I remember everything, everything. It was the fifth game. Peter Stastny was hurt. So I, I, I had Dale Hunter as my number one center. And it was uh, in, at the forum at the time. And Tony, when I was a kid, I was a great uh, Canadian fan. I saw uh, the rocket, Jean Beliveau, Richard, boom, boom. So, and coaching it, the, this final game in Montreal was a dream come true for me. Yeah. So, it, I remember, I remember the, the score was 2-2. Two, two. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a good game. But in overtime, I knew Bob Berry was coaching at the time. Bob Berry, I knew because he had the last, change yeah he he, he he liked to play Jarvis Ganey and Lachlan against Hunter Goulet and Real Coutier and I said I I I have to play this line a lot because Bob Berry will match the line so he'll send the, the Jarvis line against Hunter and I remember 20 seconds after bang 
Let's let's go to it right now. Okay, how did that two-on-one happen, first of all? I think a Canadian defenseman got cut up uh, inside the blue line, and I think there were two Canadians players for one Nordique, and one of them fell to the ice, I think, huh? Yes, I think it was uh, Engblom. Engblom, he fell down, then we had a two-on-one, and Cloutier and Goulet and Hunter, on these two, on two-on-one, two they always passed the puck quick, as soon we get the, the offensive zone. So they did the same. And and, and Cloutier came. And he tried to back in the, the puck uh, behind. Uh, it was Wansley uh, yes. in the net for Montreal. So, and uh, Dale was just there to take the rebound and just flip it over the, the pad. And, uh, oh my God. There, my was, God. there was some confusion there. Did you think it went in? I, I was, no, I wasn't sure. But when I saw the referee going like this, the, the referee was behind the net and said, that's a goal. And I, hey, Tony, I remember 16,000 people in the, in the forum, they couldn't move. I look up and everybody was, I, I, I want to say they were crying, but they were sitting there, nothing to say, because Montreal had a better team. They yeah. finished first, we finished fourth. So... It was, for me, though, at the time, it was the best day of my life. Hey, yeah. As a kid, I was the Canadian all the way. And now I'm coaching the Nordics, and we, we won against the Canadian. I was so happy. So I was crying. I think I was crying all night. Professionally speaking, that was the greatest night of your life behind the bench? Oh yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Because at the time I was 34, I was a young, a young coach, wow. and I knew I had to to win every game to to keep my job to 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 sign a long contract with the Nordics. Yeah. You, you said as soon as that went in, you said I'm going to make a lot of money now. <laughs> probably, probably. Uh -huh. But I, I am telling you, look, I, I'm I'm keeping watching that and. You know, everybody knows how, how I, I love at the time Dale Hunter. And yeah. Dale Hunter was not only a, a tough player, it was a great playmaker. Playing with Goulet, who scored uh, 50 goals six years in a row, with Real Cloutier, with Jacques Richard, who scored 53 goals with Dale Hunter. So I. I had a great time. It was a good, good souvenir. And at that time, now I remember the goal was good, like the goal de Alain Côté in 87. The yeah. goal was good, but yeah. if Kerry Fraser says no goal, and we've lost the series. But in 82, it was the beginning of that great rivalry. Uh, it was, for me, one of the best rivalries up there with the Canadians and the Bruins. Yeah. And still today, you can get your Nordiques gear and other gear of other teams at sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and our sick merchandise too. Uh, one team, one dream. 
use code SICK15 for 15% off on all of their items. And a shout out as well to MatrixHomeFitness.ca. Bring uh, it home, uh, discover a club quality workout in the comfort of your own home. Visit MatrixHomeFitness.ca. I know the Canadians had to run out of town after that one because a lot of people hated losing to the Nordiques. But Michelle, before we move on, let me ask you this. What did it mean to Quebec, to the fans of the Quebec Nordiques, to eliminate the Canadians in 1982? What did it mean it, to them and the city of Quebec? It was uh, the uh, beginning of a long story. Uh, the, 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 when we beat in Montreal now, the league, I remember, because the, the next series we play in Boston, and we beat Bo the Bruins in seven games, in the final game in Boston. So now... They, 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 they start respecting us. Of course. You know, be before that, we had a young team. We were uh, a team uh, we didn't have too much respect ar around the league. But with the, the three Stashnies coming in, in, in the team, we had a, a young team with Del Hunter, Michel Goulet, Normand Rochefort. We had uh, many, many, uh, I would say, fans from Quebec who was uh, watching our team w was different because yeah. we uh, really controlled the puck. We didn't uh, dump the puck in the, the offensive zone. We were skating. We were a good skating team. And at the time, Tony, I feel we have the best third line in the league. Oh, with yeah? And Andre Saval, Tony McKechnie, and Wilf Pemin. Wow. And that year, Wilf scored 39 goals. Tony scored 40 goals. Wow. With with these uh, 30 lines. And I would say in the 80s, probably we were the second best team behind uh, the Oilers uh, at the time. But we had a little problem in the net. We, did, we, we tried uh, many goalies at the time. Yeah. But we had a, a real spectacular team. A real spectacular. We were... With the Stashny, with Hunter. Hey, my uh, second line, Hunter, Goulet, and uh, Cloutier. Not bad, huh? Uh, what a line. You're right about that. That was 1982. We fast forward a couple of years. On Friday, April 15, 2022, the Canadians will host the New York Islanders at the Bell Center. It happens on Good Friday. Vendredi Saint. So uh -huh. now I want to take you to April 20, 1984. 1984 playoffs. I think it was the second round. You'll correct me if I'm wrong. You split the first two in Quebec. You split the next two in Montreal. The Canadians went to the Coliseum in game five. They won by a score of one to nothing. It's one nothing in game six for your Quebec Nordiques. Near the end of the second period, as a matter of fact, the buzzer goes, the second period is over, and this happens. Get a shot blocked. The siren and a fight started to the left of Bouchard. Look at this, they got both clubs coming on the ice. Look this out! Is bad. Look out at the siren, everybody is oh on boy. the ice. Look out, Nyland is after somebody in back of the pack, and away they go. Spare goaltenders, everybody's on there now, and the melee starts. Sevigny right in the middle of it with Malarchuk, and there's a pileup down there that is dangerous because somebody could get hurt. Now you notice the referee Bullshit, he will not get Look out, look at this. Sevigny and Malarchuk, Bob, are going at it. The two spare goalies down in the corner. <laughs> I won't play the whole thing, but we'll Russo keep it on for another minute or so. <laughs> 
breaking out everywhere. Dale Hunter, Anton Stastny are on the Quebec bench. And if they leave that bench, they could be suspended. So they're being held there by the trainer. And now I don't know who's all fighting with who, but there's about four of them down in the front. Tremblay and Peter Stastny, Nyland and Moeller. And boy, are they going at it. Hodges is starting to get them apart. There are four teams of different fights, or nearly fights, going on at this one time. Fourteen pairings. Boy, Randy Bowler, Bob, it looks like from up here is cut wide open. It's underneath the top of that helmet. It looks like some blood on him. And he's tied up with nylon. And Hodges is just going to say, all right, you guys, you want to go? Go. There's no way you can stop him. Malarchuk <coughs> well, and uh, Sevigny are still going at each other down along the board. So Nylon and Moeller. That's Moeller and Moeller is split open. It started with Hunter jumping on Carboneau. He really wants Nylon badly, I'll tell you what. Mario Tremblay went with Peter Stashny. He broke his nose. And here you have Jean Hamel and Louis Slager. Tremblay goes over. Upset down there over something. Somebody's hurt down there now. That was Slager who uh, all right there you go the all right that's that's always a very tough image to see because of course Jean Hamel uh I, I'm not so sure if he lost his entire eyesight in the one eye but I think most of it eh? if memory yeah but well. you know you know not too many people know that the, the year before Jean was playing for us in Quebec and you know who was his roommate Louis Slager all right so uh, and Louis never forget that. And as soon every time you talk to Louis about that fight, he almost crying. He he have a regret that, that, that too. But at the time, at the time, it was like we say, la goutte qui fait déborder la vase. Yeah. No, it was too much. You know, at the time, uh, Tony, we were playing two exhibitions game. Yeah, seven games in the regular season and seven games in the playoff so with that rivalry it was 16 games against uh, uh, between these two teams yeah. it was too much it was too much we play uh, at, at christmas time yeah. new eve time always always and the, the fans were just crazy about these even my my my, the, my neighborhood you know the guy said, uh, many guys will say, hey, Bergie, you're going to win uh, against Montreal. And I, I answered back, we were just playing them in two weeks. They, they just think playing against Montreal at the time. It was Michel, crazy. It was, if I can, it was Le Canadien contre les Nordiques. All the, the city of Montreal versus Quebec City. It was uh, uh, Molson versus uh, O'Keefe. Uh, yeah. Or or was it was it uh, was it Labat was it uh, what was uh, the Nordiques was O'Keefe correct O'Keefe yeah versus Molson it was les journalistes du Québec oui. versus les médias des Canadiens the journalists they they got into the rivalry themselves it's like they felt like they were part of the respective organizations they were really fans I remember the the journalists in Quebec they 
they were when I, I was talking to uh, to to you guys to Red or Jean Tremblay or the guys from Montreal and the, the journalists from Quebec said don't talk to them. I said, hey, I'm the coach. I, I have to talk to everybody, wow. I, even the the the, the, the newspaper man in Montreal. Wow. So and it was crazy. He crazy. I, I and I knew. I saw the difference when I I became the New York Rangers coach. You know the the rivalry. I had a little rivalry with the Islanders, with the Devils, with the Flyers, but not even com compared to uh, Quebec Montreal. It was yeah. it. Yeah, that uh, that game. Do you think that brawl? Uh, it, it looks like it gave the Canadians a lot of adrenaline because. They were down one nothing yes. at the end of the second, and they end up winning the game. Eleven ejections, two hundred and fifty-two penalty minutes. And they I, win the game by a score of five to three, and they win the could, series. Listen, Tony, to Steve Shutt scored two goals after the brawl, but I've lost Peter Sesny when Mario Tremblay broke his nose. Oh, he broke I've Peter's lost, nose, eh? Yeah, and I've lost uh, the Hunter. I've lost Randy Muller. Montreal didn't lose a good player. You know, uh, Bobby Smith, Naslun, Steve Shutt, they were, they, 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 they were not involved in these fights. So, but the, the problem at the time, I, I always said the same, Bruce Hood was the referee. I remember going in the referee, referee's room, I said, yeah. who, who are out of the game? Who are, and they were, The, the 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 room was packed by all all the the officials from the National Hockey League. Yeah, and uh, Brian Lewis was there. Brian, I said, Brian, who's is it in inject inject ejected? Yes, eject. And if I can, Michelle, just one second, please. I think that was the last game that Bruce Hood refereed. Yeah, you're right. right. You're right. He, he didn't. Away, he... But at the time, there was there was talk that he was he was relieved of his duties. That's right. That's right. That's correct. And I told the Brian Lewis, who are out of the game? And he said, come on, send your players on the ice. Send your players on the ice. I didn't want to, but finally I sent the players. And the, 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 the announcer, announcer at the forum started to say, who are out of the game? And he started with the first one. I'll never forget it. Richard Sevigny, who was the backup goalie at the time with, for the Kennedy. Wow. And as soon he hear his name, Sivigny went right through the Dale Hunter. And now the, the fight start again. And now forget it. Forget it. We were not there anymore. And the Canadian won the game. But yeah, Bruce, you had, Bruce, uh, if I Bruce remember. was not responsible for, for that fight. The league was. Yeah. The game misconducts went to Dale Hunter. Yeah. Um. Went to Wally Weir, Peter Stashney, Louis Slager, Clint Malarchuk, and Randy Moeller. And for the Montreal Canadiens, the game misconducts went to Mark Hunter, Mike McPhee, Mario Tremblay, Richard Sevigny, and Chris Nyland. So, losing, uh, losing Peter Stashney and Dale Hunter, my best center for my two first lines. So, too how, bad. Too uh, we're going to move on, but how how worried were you for your players in that brawl? Because it was it was scary. Yeah, 
I didn't. But I, I, I saw many brawls when I was coaching in junior in twenty yeah. years. But th this one, th no one could stop. Could stop. I remember even Guy Lafleur, who was with the GF Sube, so they didn't want to fight. But they, they, we, we were looking first for protect ourselves, protect yeah. our players. So, we, and even if I, I was yelling after the players, they couldn't, they couldn't hear me. So yeah. it was, it was a sad day. It was a sad day for the first for the the rivalry, and uh, for Jamel uh, who lost his career. The, yeah. For so many players didn't didn't want to uh, to uh, to say they 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 would like to to have another game like this. Yeah. It was really a sad day for for the rivalry and for hockey. Only because you brought it up. And by the way, tell all your friends about the Sick Podcast and you can follow it on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Sick Podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's absolutely free. April 28th, 1987. Probably a day that you'd like to forget. 87 playoffs, second round, series tied at two. It's game five. There's five minutes left and this happens. Gillis, qui a remis à côté. Côté qui tente de déjouer Ludwig. Joue bien, le tir et le but! Voilà. Côté, voilà, c'est 3-2 pour les Nordiques avec 2 minutes 53 à faire en troisième. Comme on voit régulièrement, Richard Fouaké. Canadien qui venait d'un début, belle chance en territoire adverse. Eh bien, voit Côté venir réussir un troisième. Alors, on demande des explications ici. Qu'est-ce qui s'est passé? Est-ce qu'on avait. Je ne sais pas. Est-ce qu'on a arrêté le jeu? Attendons voir. Attendons voilà, voir. Il y avait une pénalité à Max Est-ce qu'elle a été annoncée avant que le but soit marqué? Voilà. Et à Gillis également. Alors, analyser Nashtoun et Gillis. Gilles, c'est assez inusité ce qu'on a vu ce soir à deux reprises. Des buts qui ont été refusés parce que l'arbitre avait déjà levé le bras pour indiquer des pénalités. Un but donc de chaque côté qui a été refusé. There you go. Uh, okay. Uh, Couple of questions and then we'll let you go. Okay, I so appreciate I'll, I'll, your time. Just watching that that uh, that play that <laughs> could you come crazy. And then, never... and then Ryan Walter scores with 239 left. The Canadians win the game. I remember, by the way, you being interviewed at the end of the game and you said, tell me I'm not crazy. And well, do I have to have a heart attack? You remember, but you said, you said, but we'll be back for the seventh game. And you were, you won game six. You came back for game seven, but the Canadians eliminated you that year. Yeah. Um, if that was today and they go to video replay, they go to Toronto, they take a look at all the angles. Goal or no goal? Goal. Of course, goal. Because, you know, Paul Gillis was pushed in the, in the net by the defenseman. And you know what? You know what? Because at the time, we didn't have the, the video. Yeah. And Kerry uh, Fraser was at the red line, center ice, when he waved off, when he said no goal. How come he, said he, could see, he could see? Because at the time, we had only one referee on the ice. Yeah. And he waved off. He says no, no goal. Impossible. Michelle, did you think 
that it happened like that because, and this happens, by the way, for example, in soccer in Italy especially, the big teams, they always get the 50-50 call. They get it. The smaller teams do not. Do you believe what happened with the ejections in uh, 1984 and what happened with the Alain Cote disallowed goal in 87 that the Canadians had more respect from the league and the officials, so they got the calls. It's not supposed to be like this, I'm telling you. No, I think I think Curry, Curry Fraser was a good referee. He was one, probably at the time the best referee in the league. And I saw Curry so many times after. And that year, I'm, we were saying about Bruce Hood didn't, yeah. didn't work another game in the league. Yeah. But, that, you know, that year... Kerry Fraser, Kerry Fraser didn't work in the playoff. Yeah. It was his last game that year. So, I so know, when okay. you say you saw Kerry Fraser many times since, yeah, what has he told you? Because I know you. At one point, it came up, right? Did he, he say, did. Uh, he "I still he stuck by his call," or did he yeah. say you got it wrong? He stuck by his call, but we had a we had a, a great show in Quebec a few years back with uh, Alain Côté and Carrie Fraser. And I told, uh, I asked uh, Carrie in, in front of thousand people, said, Carrie, will you tell the fans in Quebec the goal was good? And he says, well, uh, now with these uh, new rules and new video, maybe, you know, but he, he wasn't sure, I'm telling you. But at the time, you know, you know, Carrie said, yeah. no goal. Hey, come yeah. on, no go. Yeah. Oh no, it was and because you know Paul Gillis was pushed by by the defenseman. So yeah, the, I think didn't didn't do anything wrong. He just he just shoot the puck and he scores. Oh no, I tell you, you said there. You know, you 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 call me today. Yeah, I have good souvenirs, but yeah. that one was the worst. The worst. Yeah. Because that year we had a good team again. 87 was my last year. I was traded after that the, the, the series. Even Del Hunter. Del Hunter was traded to Washington and I was traded to uh, to New York. So yeah. it was it, I, I can I can forget it. Michelle, like you said, I mean the rivalry was so intense, it was crazy. I know I can I speak for both of us when I say We'd love to have the Quebec Nordiques come back to the National Hockey League so there could be some form of rivalry again. I don't know if it'll ever get that intense, but for sure will be a rivalry. But seeing those images of you, even though I knew that you were in pain and you disagreed with the call, man, I have to tell you, what an entertainer, what a showman Michel <laughs> Bergeron was on the bench. Well, There's never been another coach showman <laughs> like you. I know Mike Keenan a little bit, but... He was not Michel Bergeron. Not I, had Michel. A, I, I had a great time, Tony, uh, coaching. It was my life. And uh, you know you know what? When I, I remember these years, I always said the same. The Canadian, the Montreal, the Canadian, the Montreal would be better if the, the Nordics, Nordics come back. Yeah. Because look, the, the, the terrible what happened to the Canadian now. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. They're the last. Last team in the league, the worst team in the league. I saw the the the, the game last night in Columbus. That's horrible. That's yeah. terrible to yeah. see the Montreal Canadiens at this point. But you're confident, Marty Saint Louis. You like what you've seen from Marty Saint Louis in general. Uh, 
I like what I see from uh, Mar uh, Martin St. Louis, but now it's time to coach. I would like to, to see Martin coaching a little more uh, as, you know, it, it, after these, like the, the game last night, just say uh, we're, we were not there. Uh, we didn't play a good game. Uh, no, no, it's time to finish. So you don't play if you don't give an effort. Last night, nobody, nobody was ready to play. You know, there's there's a couple of players, in, but uh, one in particular, watching Mike Hoffman play hockey, I must drive Martin Saint Louis crazy because, you know, hey, on the defensive hey. side of the of the game, the puck, he, will you he's send? Not, he's not Jeff, interested. Will you send Jeff Jeff Petrie? And I don't know where his wife is. Will you send this guy out of Montreal? He doesn't want to play. He just wait to be trade. That's enough. And you know what? Now we're waiting for Kerry takes his decision because he's the boss. He's the one who takes the decision. He's the one who tell will tell Martin or uh, Ron when he's gonna play. I never see that. I never seen that. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't take that as a coach. He's the boss. He's the one who decide. When it's going to play, and I think it's going to be tomorrow. They make too it, much money, Michelle. I know, they make but... too much money. A coach is, is, is always hiring for coaching. The player has to play. Not You're the right. player is coaching. Hey, four goalies coach, four or five, since uh, carries in the net for Montreal. Yeah, Roland Melançon, there was uh, Pierre Gru, there was uh, Stéphane Waite, there was Sean Burke. There's Eric Raymond. Hey, what uh, five coaches, five goalies coaches for one man. Yeah. What can I say? But for but, you, but you they, they, will... they, 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 Usually I, I understand, I, I hear, oh, Bergie is, uh, is in the past. Bergie, no, no, no. Bergie knows what happened. Okay. But I was so afraid to lose my job, Tony. Tony, I was so afraid to lose my job. I did everything to win. And when I saw the, the Canadian losing, like it was, it's a, well, the young guys are happy. They're listening. They, hey, look, look, Buffalo, look, Ottawa. They don't have a great team, but they work their ass off every night. So I couldn't accept the mother to see the, the Canadian. Didn't work. Didn't. I listen. I think Marty Saint Louis has identified who works and who doesn't work, and I think they'll be gone in the off season. But I get your point. He's so. in a position of strength and power right now, and you would like to see him call out a player or two, or even bench them or scratch them. I understand your point. We'll be watching the rest of the season to see if that happens. In the meantime, I had so much fun today to have you on my podcast. I know how busy you are. The fact that you took so much time for me. I really appreciate that. I hope you had as much fun as I did, and I hope we can do it again sometime. I, I, I had fun the first part. <laughs> Not too much fun the second part. But, Tony, I would like to thank you, and uh, thank you for the souvenir. It's always great to see. I like to, to when I had the, the I was, I didn't have too much gray hair at the time, but uh, uh, I had a, I had a great time. I'll leave and you. I, I feel I was lucky 
hey, lucky to coach. At the yeah. time, we had, the, the, the league was uh, had only 22 teams. Yeah. And I was one of these uh, coaches in the league. I was, I was a lucky man. You know what? It's uh, You need a little bit of luck, yes. But at the same time, if you weren't a good coach, you weren't going to get the opportunity and you weren't going to be there for as long as you were. You have many reasons to be very proud of your career. And I know I've known you for a while as a friend. I want to tell you, I'm very, very proud of you. Merci beaucoup, Letig. Merci. Thank you. Anytime, Tony. Right. You want to talk? Call me. No problem. Uh, I, I love and to hear that. And my wife is happy. She got her teddy bear. Okay. <laughs> give, her, give her a, a big kiss. <laughs> I will. Merci <laughs> beaucoup, Michel. Thank you. It's a sick podcast. Tell your friends about it. I'm Marinaro. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast with Tony Marinaro on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by 8.6, Intense by Nature, and Lakage. If the last time you went to Lakage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lakage. The menu will surprise you.